0: Well, well, hello, 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 hello out there. How's everybody doing? Is everybody's favorite conservative in New York, Christopher Wright. with one of my momentous, relaxed back and chats. i got a good friend of mine, a fellow Patriot. main uh, man here today, speak with me, Out uh, of urban conservative. Yes, sir. What's happening, brother?
1: I can't complain I'm about the step outside and enjoy some of this Suffolk County air. How's everything out in the city?
0: Hey, man. It's not too bad, man. It's a nice day outside, man. I don't blame you getting out there enjoying this nice weather, man. We're having. hmm Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, all right, man. So how's that? How's that been Everything go- been going, man. You heard the uh news that's been popping up as of late uh with the gentleman, George Lloyd, that's happened.
1: Yeah, uh, we heard that. We got Ahmad Arbery, we got this, and and thing. So um it's it's a lot going on, bro. It's it's really a lot going on right now.
0: Yeah, man. And and what's your stance, man? When you look at both situations, man, like, do you see any similarities, any big, any big differences, anything that you, that kind of stands out to you that makes you say, you know, this is two different situations we're looking at here?
1: Well, well, one, let me, let me double back and start off by shouting saying peace to everybody on the check-in. And, um, uh, uh, I think, I think it's, it brings up some interesting, um, Questions, right? These, these situations that come up that we're made aware of, it, to me, it always raises some interesting questions. Um, one of the questions is why do you care? You live in New York, right? Well, because it's an innocent life and an innocent life. And okay. So this is happening everywhere around the world simultaneously. You do understand what's happening in China. You do understand. You know, certain countries in Africa, like violence is taking place at a an at astronomical amount right now everywhere. So if I was to put the same energy into each case of violence, that, you know, why am I only highlighting a few? It, it, it brings up that, that question. It, it brings up the question of do the numbers support the outrage? All right. And I know that's controversial to say. But, but do, does the re, objective reality dictate we be this outraged?
0: No, that, so, that that's so a very I fair, mean, yeah.
2: very fair mm-hmm. question
0: to ask. Because I ask the same thing uh, when I see situations like this, man. Like, this situation like this happens, they put it all over front page news. It's, you, you were hearing about it for the next three weeks now. And I'm not saying that's a you know, problem with that. But when I talk to, you know, especially when I debate people with, within the Black community about situations like this, uh, the first thing I say is, like you said, where's the same energy When it's a black-on-black crime, when it's you know uh, you know situations where sex trafficking going on in in certain inner city in certain neighborhoods, but you guys aren't standing and putting the same energy in. And I said if we were will if now I said nothing wrong with caring about an individual that gets might you know might lose their life for some sort of reason because of the land uh, the hand of a law enforcement officer, but if you are putting all that energy in for this one case, if I hope they understand that if you put the same energy in for almost every case, then we would have a lot less black and black crime in America. We won't be stuck at the thirteen percent population rate because we won't be killing each other off. We won't be aborting a lot of our babies. So we you know we would we really be growing as a community that way instead of just putting all this energy in for once every four or five months.
1: Well the the thing that bothers me the most about this, Christopher, is that how how little the the population at large looks at objective reality right so part of what we do with the urban conservative is we want to start to restore people's ability to to practice objective reality right Ahmad Arbery uh, uh Tawana Brawley uh any famous scenario you can think of right if if we start to practice objective reality and I'll give you guys an example right of what we mean by objective reality so we all are on the same page, right? So, Brother Christopher is a Christian conservative living in New York City, Right? identifies as black, right? 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 Okay. So, now, give me a food, Brother Christopher, that you do not like. Pick a food, a fruit, a vegetable, a meat product, any food that you do not like. Olives. All right. Are olives disgusting, Brother Christopher? Oh, very revolting. To you yes see that because i love olives
0: hey see and
1: i'm a muslim so now check this out and i'm a muslim conservative who lives in long island so the proper statement is olives are disgusting to christopher that is subjective that is subject to your taste buds right yes. now here's something that objectively is not up to you if me and you or we take a chinese or japanese or any other person any Liberal Democrat, we walk up to the top of the tallest building around you and we jump off. What is going to happen to all of us? Which direction? I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit. Say it one more time for me. I said if we were all to, if I was to take now, now olives being nasty is a subjective reality. It's subject to your taste buds. Here's what we want you to practice. Objective reality. Objective reality is if me and you go to the top of the tallest building and jump off There's only but one way for us to go. Oh, yeah. This is not subject to your religion. It's not subject to your belief system. It's not subject to how you feel about what you feel about. It's not up to you at this point. So there's objective realities, which is every there's not a human alive that can live without food, air and water. That's not subject to your opinion. That's not subject to your belief system. That's not subject to how you grew up and what your emotional state is. That's that's an objective reality. That that doesn't matter what you think. So what we tend to want to do is exist in a space where it doesn't matter what we feel. It's what it is. So what it is, is objectively looking at Ahmaud Arbery, looking at these things, who benefits from you knowing about it? Who benefits from you being aware that somebody got choked out in the park? What was the interaction that led up to him on the ground? Why are we ruling that out? So now it doesn't matter that he was hopped up on something. And I'm not saying specifically his situation. I'm saying it doesn't matter... You done ran over three people. You done shot somebody, robbed somebody, kicked the old lady in the face. We don't care because he's black and he died in police custody. We don't care that he was selling crack in the neighborhood, <laughs> right? Because it only matters that he was black and the cop was white who shot him.
0: Facts, facts, and that's I, and that's the biggest complaint I have when I talk to a lot of people on the left when they're getting all the up in arms about situations and they're going all crazy and anything like that, and. It's like you guys go to places. I grew up in Baltimore, you know, and almost, I mean, the 90s, there was the murder capital for the decade at that time frame. And, mm-hmm. were, you know, black people dying every single day. The craziest ways you listen to the local news. It was the most grotesque murders. You'll hear the stuff that people were doing to each other. Mm-hmm. And my mom would just watch And I'd be like, you know, how can you watch that? It's so depressing. Just constant negative news, negative, negative, negative news. But, you know, when there was Don King's, I'm not sorry, not Don King, but when there was a. Uh, Rodney King situation that popped up, oh man, that was you know that was a history pretty much. it's not even news, I mean yeah. to this day people know that we're anywhere alive around that time frame know about the Rodney King situation, so it's just like what is the reason behind this? Why are there always these certain cases like every six to seven months that pop up they just throw it out there and it's like the talk of the town for the for the rest of the year, so I just never understood that
1: well well that that's because and and this is again. I caught a lot of flack uh because I'm not interested in what goes on 700 miles away. So the issue becomes like I said these the Ahmaud Arbery thing, these these all of these scenarios. This this the latest gentleman that just got got uh killed in police custody or being uh 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 detained by the police, right? These thi- these things We're trying to belong to a monolithic group of people, right? We say black people, and then I start asking questions about your genetic makeup, and then we realize, okay, so we're not even genetically the same thing. So, but we're so what makes us in the same group? Why are we in the same group again? Why are we? Why are we in this group? I just want to make sure. Now, conservative, I get that because we could go point for point for the identity of conservative, right? Well, for that, we could say. Do you believe in, do you have Judeo-Christian? Do you, do you, do you, low taxes? We could go point for point for point. And then Christian, and when it comes to that, we can virtually line up at about 99% of, the, of our conservative things. But we say, okay, well, what, what quantifies us or what qualifies us to be in the black group? Is it skin color? No, skin color ain't got nothing to do with it. Okay. <laughs> like, because a light-skinned black person is still black. <laughs> So we What are we doing here? If, if this is the issue with, that this brings up for me, like, what are we doing here? What? What do you? What do you mean? Right? What do you mean? We're in the same group? Are we saying the descendants of slaves? Because now we got to say, okay, well, are there any Europeans that are descendants of slaves? Mm-hmm. And why doesn't their slavery count? Well, it's not the same thing. So, so we can't be so subjective. Everything is subjective reality. To the left they they manipulate subjective reality right and your persuasions and your taste and your and your preconceived notions, so we end up in a situation where the psychological problem is that people have huge egos, they're nosy as heck, people are nosy bro like oh, yo huh? I, I'm not trying to be mean, but if you got crime happening in your community and you you have this deep philosophical opinion about Ahmaud Arberry. Right. And you you have a conversations about this. You're you're a jerk. You're like you're missing (laughs) the whole point. You don't even you got crime where you live. Some old lady got mugged, robbed. Something happened. Somebody rid in your community. You want to you want to deal with whatever you want to do. Like, I don't understand. So I'm not invested in Maude Arbery of outside of being a media person and, and providing that. This answers this brings up a lot of questions, Christopher, for me, it just brings up a lot, a lot more questions than I I don't actually have an opinion on the situation because the, the the young man, every person that I've known that's had on a winter coat in summer and no shirt on, I, I, every single one of them people that I know that ever dressed like that were ignorant as hell. I'm sorry to say it. Oh, like It's just what <laughs> it is. I, I've i never had a good interaction with nobody that had on a winter coat and no, in Georgia. At Georgia? At, at, at
0: that? You know, in
1: summertime now. We're in summer now. Am I knocking them for wearing that? No, what I'm saying is I'm from the hood, B. I know what I'm looking at. I know what I hear when I see it. So the people who confuse us conservatives and think that we're not like All of us aren't these, like, we didn't come from, like, this middle, like, I don't come from flowers. (laughs) I don't don't come from this quiet of a neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is new for me. I'm still adjusting to this. (laughs) I'm still adjusting to to the fact that that road after eight o'clock, nothing happening. (laughs) I'm still adjusting to that. So for you you to think that black has, it's like... The the most counterproductive parts of American culture have been identified as Black culture, right? And I that's that's what this brings up. That that's what this brings up is that we're not we're not correcting the Ahmaud Arberies. We're not we're not correcting the, Like we're not holding people responsible for their own actions at this point. Well, because yeah, we're not. Yeah.
0: a big part of that is is because once you do that, it th- you, you you throw out the victimhood card pretty much. So, you know, you, right, you, and, you, and
1: that's the creation of it right there, Chris, to me anyway.
0: Yeah, no, no, I totally agree. And that's why when I see these young, especially these young, ignorant men, some of these men are really young, ignorant dudes out here doing stupid stuff. And when they get in trouble and something happens bad, then it's like, oh, feel sorry. We need to, we need to you know, have flowers and, and dedicate, you know, and, and reminisce on this person. I'm like, no, man, how does, that's like the 13th crime that person commit at 17, 18 years old. And this one has gotten like, gotten in serious trouble instead of just getting handcuffs this time. And that's why my dad taught me mm-hmm. growing up. He said, My dad, my father taught me this. He said, only deal with the police when you have to deal with them. He's like, if if you if you're in a car, go to speed limit. If you know, if if you go down the street, make sure you cross, you know, crosswalk, you know, whatever. Do whatever it takes, man. Just don't deal with them, deal with them as least as possible. Because it's not that the police are bad, it's just like with any big group of people. If you have, you know, a big group, there's always one bad, ad- apple, bad apple with the bunch. So that goes right. even the police force. And, if, you know, so if the best way to avoid that bad apple is avoid all the apples in general. So, and that's what my father taught right. me.
1: Right. <laughs> <They essentially laughs> <see me laughs> so it comes back always, yeah, it's always going to come back to personal responsibility. It's, it's always, always going to come back to personal responsibility. responsibility. Every time. Oh. So, so for, for anyone who suggests, that some of these problems belong to society, I'm gonna suggest to you to stop living in subjective reality. Stop living because, all right, so the problem becomes that subjective reality feeds what what people call an ego, all right? People call it the ego. I don't have an ego, all right? I don't have one. I don't subscribe to the concept, and it's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. You can get rid of your ego right now. By learning what it is and whose idea it is. So Freud and Jung and these people developed these concepts Mm. and they became the benchmark, right, in in academia. I don't have an ego, ladies and gentlemen. Why don't I have an ego? All right. It's a concept. It's that simple. I choose not to have an ego. I I don't I don't have one. I just don't. I don't. I don't think that's what humans have.
0: Why don't I think
1: that? Yeah, Yeah. I don't I don't think humans have an ego. When I say ego, what I mean is your decision making process. What I think is that humans have used the ego to put responsibility off. I think the intellectual world and the media has seen that the creation of the ego is the mechanism by which you can get rid of personal responsibility it's almost it's almost like the fail-safe that's built into our religious practices that I don't agree with that you can rape kill torture maim and do anything but at the last moment pray for forgiveness and by default you have to be forgiven I find that to be a problem in how the churches have interpreted the books that's not what that says that's not the setup, and this is why people are wilding. There's no checking place before you do something because you know there's an opt out, right? That that jailhouse confession, that jailhouse conversion, they call it. You come to Jesus now. You look at that forty-two years, and you get in in jail after the whole. You know when I found the Lord, or well, I became a Muslim, and law, and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. This was supposed to be a preventative measure. You don't have an Ahmad Arbery if. His, if his parents raise him, no matter what the cops say to you, to have a certain response.
0: No, I, keep a I certain totally, tone. Totally you. you see what I'm
1: saying? My mm-hmm. son, my son Noah. He's not gonna. Resp- no matter if he's wrong or right, he's not gonna respond a certain way to the to the to a police officer. Like he understands to a fireman. To to he has a certain respect that's being built into him. That yo, you understand there's penalties for every decision you make. That's wrong. There's a set of things called law. Like he's learning this young. Every decision you make from deciding how much work you're going to do to how little work you're going to do has an effect on everything you do. So what I'm saying is, is if that young man would have been taught and raised up a certain way and viewed police a certain way, you don't talk to them that way. No, we're not going to say he doesn't have a criminal record. We're not going to say there's not video footage of him having other interactions and he's not in the right. That's true. If he was in the right in one of those circumstances, then I gotta say he was right and he's being harassed. So I, I wanna throw something out there to the viewers, Chris. That's that. The reason I'm I'm making that claim, right, is because Okay. The reason I'm can you go to the post office? The keys are hanging on the over there fire helmet. And then it's three dollars your mom needs two stamps. Um there's a reason I'm making this claim. So so what happens is, is my brother, shouts out to Abdul Ali, the other, other urban conservative. Uh, he no. lives in Kannapolis, North Carolina. And we had a young brother come home from prison after doing some time, uh, was gang affiliated, had came home from, from prison, served his, his debt to, to society, came home, he's been home now maybe two years, uh, starts a, a, a landscaping business, becomes a successful landscaper uh uh you know turned his life around uh still has the tattoos and the and you know some of the uh some of the uh, friends that he formerly had right so he starts to notice that the police are parking across the street from his house this is down in North Carolina the police are parking in front of his house and across the street from his house all the time right now this could have developed into an Amar Arberry type of scenario or or some type of situation but what we did was, what my brother did was, he said, okay, he calls to the police department, and this is this is called being an effective citizen, he calls the police department, he says, hey, um, when you guys are doing ride-alongs, how long are you supposed to, you know, do, do your vehicles are supposed to stop for? So the person on the phone says, oh, well, our vehicles aren't supposed to stay parked for more than 45 minutes, okay? My brother tells the gentleman, listen, next time they park in front of your house, pull out your phone, video record how long they there for, okay? Pulls out the phone. Sure enough, they come, they park their hour, hour and 15 minutes, you know, one in one sitting. So now he's like, okay, yeah, they here an hour, an hour. Then they know they're not supposed to be parked anywhere for more than 40 minutes. So now an interaction with the police and, and the young man happened in front of his property. Instead of flipping out and calling it racism, doing A, B, and C, right? Instead of flipping out and calling it racism, we just simply call the chief of police. Hey, we need to have a sit down. I have something we need to show you. Here's the instances of your officers in front of this gentleman's house. We understand his criminal past. We understand that part, right? But here's what you can't do. The man hasn't been in trouble for over two and a half years, three years. He's He's at home, started a successful business. He's a taxpayer. Right now, this could either go to the newspaper and get painted this way, or we could just come to the resolution that you need to instruct your officers that they're not supposed to do this. And it was resolved. All right. Now, my point is that's the way things are supposed to go. That's the way things are supposed to go. And you need people that understand that. Now, why? Why didn't we flip out and call and, and do the protest? Because it wasn't based on racism. It was based on ineffective, and not just ineffective, but it was it was based on officers not being held responsible. So it goes back to personal responsibility. You can't just pull the phone out and record, and then go to World Star. Hmm. <laughs> that's not that's not what that's for. You now, can't pull the what's, what's phone what's, what's out what's, what's and then go to. The, the, Go straight to Facebook. that's not what that's for in most circumstances. in most circumstances that becomes evidence, okay that then is supposed to go to the city council. who is writing the contract for your oh. is responsible for for contracting your local police departments, your city council and your town boards. you the citizen. You the citizen. So if you have evidence, right, you can start to say, hey, uh, we need to re look at this uh police contract. This is not working. We need to start looking at, at things and and the the what are the means of redress for any issues that we have. Again, the minute people in positions of power, and most of these mo- here's the facts. Most of these things are happening in democratically controlled neighborhoods.
0: True. Oh, man, you ain't kidding. Me. I, can, I can name off just the top 10 list right now. Easy.
1: So, I mean, are we making this up? Nope. So my so my question is, like I said, these things open up a big can of worms. And, and it, of course, we're not going to sit here and say the loss of life is unfortunate. But what you have to remember is the gentleman, if you engage in a crime, I don't care what crime it is. And some of y'all are going to go, oh, well, that's extreme. Listen, we're talking about people that are in the act of committing crimes. And the the gentleman in New York that got uh, got choked out because of, like, he wasn't not engaging in a crime. And I'm not saying that him dying is justified by the crime he was committing. I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that if you take the crime out of the equation, you usually don't have an interaction with the police.
0: That's simple. That's simple, folks. That's all it is to it, man. And and once we
1: get to the point where it's a black guy and a white cop, then it's like, oh, um, it's racial.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, especially if it's around election season, it's real racial then. Oh boy, they they get a reminder then. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah. 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 See, and and it's so funny because you know I, I tell that to black people all the time, man. It's like they they are using this. Just to get a reaction. That's it. They're not putting this information out there for you because they actually care about this person or care about this individual. They just want you know they you know they're, they're just yelling out jump and you're just giving them a response of how high when they, when they when they do stuff like that. And like I said, this is an individual from like another state somewhere, somebody you never met, never known, but they want you to put you know so much care for this person and without for one hearing the whole story, and two when it's nothing that really. You know, what I mean, like the person was usually doing the wrong in the first place, man. And like I said, I, what I want to teach young black people, man, especially young black men is, man, like there's I've dealt with the police in my, in my in my life in the past. You know, quite a few, not quite a whole bunch of times, but just when it comes to driving, stuff like that, speeding. And every time I, I talk with them, I've been respectful. And I got to say, 80 percent of the times I dealt with the police, they let me off sky free, you know. And the reason why they let me off scot free is because of the way I carried myself, and especially growing up in the city, I'm sure. Like when I was growing up in Baltimore, they dealt with people every single day, cussing them out, threatening them, calling them pigs, all kinds of crazy stuff. And when they meet somebody that puts his hands on the steering wheel, says, "Yes, officer, no officer," you know what's the problem? How, you know, I, I, can, you know how what did I do wrong? I, I'm not too sure. When they hear that kind of stuff, man, they goes, like, "You know what, man? Just just go about your day, man." <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he, he just made their life so much easier because they're respecting this whole situation. From, you know, something, you know, and that's why I tell black people, a ton, don't give them, don't make something so small into a big situation. You can easily right. avoid All
1: Right. I, I, I know, I know for me, like I said, and I, I know it's kind of like beating a drum over and over and over again. But I, I really am, you know, hell bent, if you will, on trying to get people to understand that the more we self divide, right, the more categories that we have to put ourselves in. The easier it is to control somebody psychologically. okay? So what I'm saying is is the, the crack in our mental and spiritual armor, right that, that crack, it happens before you're conscious of it. And what I mean by that is that no one has taught themselves to speak. No one. There's nobody who's taught themselves how to talk. It's just no one. I'm not saying you haven't taught yourself a new language. You started with a language and then learned some other ones. No one is born knowing how to talk. Mm. You have to learn how to talk. We are not responsible for our own initial paradigm. It It is a freedom freeing a, a, a suggestion that I'm making to you guys to to here is the one time as a conservative, as a Republican, I will allow us to to look at something emotional, right? I'll say emotionally, you can take the weight of your of your current disposition or your past disposition off of you because you weren't responsible. up until this moment, you weren't responsible for anything that you thought or any, any preconceived notion you had, you're not responsible for up until you acknowledge this fact, once you acknowledge this and you get real with yourself and you say, okay, he's right. Now it's up to you. So you didn't teach yourself how to talk. You didn't choose what elementary school you were going to go to. You didn't choose your parents. You didn't choose what neighborhood you were going to grow up in. You didn't choose your, your social economic standing. You didn't choose any of these things up until right now. Now you can make a decision because, you know, I wasn't responsible for any of the wild stuff that I previously thought.
2: <laughs> like, uh,
1: so this is a very freeing exercise. And I do this constantly. I, I constantly go back and check all of my subscriptions and try to and see, do I need to an update anywhere? Is there an update required? So when it comes to race, when it comes to saying black people, right up until this moment, you don't have to subscribe to what you thought black people was. I don't, I, it's cringy for me, bro. It It makes me cringe because I'm like, yo, a European can qualify as a black person. If they practice a certain culture, they're black.
2: Mm. Mm.
1: You're gonna then go, no, but black means the skin color. So so genetics is involved. But the white guy and the person that you're saying is also black are the same color. <laughs> yeah, you run into you run into the
0: Cubans, man. Cubans are like so opposite ends of the spectrum. You'll get a Cuban, you know, way darker than me, then you get a Cuban Lighter, Mariah Carey, you know what I mean. So, the blonde it's hair, blonde with blonde hair, yeah, so man.
1: Yeah. So, what I'm saying is, this is mental confusion at a fundamental level. The reason they promote the amara Arbery's, the Rodney Kings, the on a national level, I get it. If you're promoting that in the local neighborhood, but what is the point of in, in inciting this national anger? What is the what would be the point? What benefit would be gained? right from engaging people with this
0: and, and i say I, I and this is what it is i call it the 13 years of slave theory i call it where mm-hmm. you know you see the i i you know you know in, in anybody in american culture knows every three or four years in this country we we get a new slave movie you know what i mean and they, they throw it out there it's and it might have a little different bow on it or you know maybe a little different wrapping this time around but it's still the same insides it's still core it's same. it's a slave movie and P, and i when i was younger you know, I was very interested in slave movies just being young. I love, I love history. So just anything historical. And when I learned about slavery, it was a very interesting time in history. But when I got older and I see they release these movies every four to five years, I'm like, man, why, why do we have to have a slave movie every three or four years? I, I looked at it and said, know, it's like a reminder. That's why they do it. Because they, you know, when Blacks are, you know, moving forward, we're, we're doing our thing. We're, you know, as American citizens or, you know, helping the country, building the country. They throw a slave movie at us and remind us again, oh, don't forget, though, you know, you guys were slaves at one time. You guys were beneath us. You guys were treated as animals. And it's like, OK, there's one thing to know history and know yet yeah, it did occur. I understand that. And then move forward from it. And there's another thing to keep tapping you over the head over and over and over again. Like, don't forever. Well, don't you- well,
1: well let me let me ask you. It's interesting you say that. Let me ask you a question let's go look at all the slave movies we could think of from roots to like all the slave movies. Right. Oh, yeah. and, and this is not a shot at anybody. So I want to, I want to make sure this is clear. And I'm going to say this before I, I follow through with my statement. Right. I subscribe to the idea that in order for me to be a good Muslim, I have to be a good Christian in order for me to be a good Christian. I have to be a good Jew. This Mm -hmm. is my idea. This is I'm Mm -hmm. not not telling you this is what everybody believes and everybody subscribes. So I'm telling you what my theory and how I and eventually you guys understand why I say this. To be a good Muslim, you have to be a good Christian in order to be a good Christian. You have to be a good Jew. Now, here's what I mean by that. And the reason I'm saying that if we look at all the slave movies that ever came out, who's not in those movies? Hmm. Who's never in the in the in the slave movie? I want you to go to other Amistad. races, other than black and white people. I want people. you to go to Amistad. I want you to go back to Roots. I want you to go back to Color Purple. I want every slave movie that you can think of. Who's not in the movie? Versus when we actually go to real life history, who's all in it? Every step of the single step of the way, every oh. single step of the way, every single. Transaction. Every single dollar that was exchanged hands, this group was there in real life, but they're not in the movies. Uh. They're not in the movies.
0: Interesting. The Democrats.
1: No, no, uh. no. The Jews. Oh. So let's let's ask a question. Where is the oldest synagogue in America? Newport, Rhode Island wow look it up if if i'm lying i'm flying i remember (laughs) in order to be a good christian and i'm a good christian you have to be a good jew so i need to know the history of the jewish community so my question becomes where's the oldest synagogue why is the oldest synagogue where the oldest slave trading post is why was slave trading shut down on jewish holidays in real life wow why are schools shut down for Jewish holidays? And, but why are they not in the movies? Do you know why? Who owns Hollywood? You already know, man. Now, am I making this up? No, they got it locked. Saying this because I'm anti-Semitic. No, this is an actual objective observation. You you would think that slavery was a Christian venture. You would only you would only recognize slavery as an venture between Christians and African Americans.
0: Oh, man. American Christians. That's how people. American think
1: Christians. It. You, so so. there's a disposition that's been painted about slavery. And that goes, we got to take ourselves out of the story because we own all the stories. So we're going to take ourselves out of the story,
0: man. And See, that would wake up so many people, man. If they just did, they could do one on in the African slave trade and uh, going on in Syria. That's still going on to this day. They're still doing slave trades in Syria
1: well well my point my point in bringing this up is that is that the narratives are controlled by the groups so the narrative that that america the the media has is controlled like by literally seven or eight companies and we can name them we can so I give you guys an example of of somebody. Who is one of the most powerful men in, in in the in the media world as it relates to media? Let me pull up this this link real quick. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not gonna make no claim. So when we start talking about news media and and it's owned by seven or eight companies, right? What we we can pull up right here, Sumner Redstone. Okay, and and for those of y'all who don't know who Sumner Redstone is, here's a quick thing. Sumner Redstone. His real name is Rothstein. So for those of y'all who don't speak any German or the Redstone Rothstein. Okay. So Roth in German is red. Stein Uh or Steen is rock. Gotcha. Red rock. Got it. So Sumner Murray Rothstein is an American businessman and media magnet. He is the majority owner. Now I'm going to show y'all this because I don't want, I don't, nothing to be taken that I'm saying. Is is my opinion, or this is all objective. Let me go to the back camera. Done. done This is all objective. Just research. You just do the research and be objective. That's the guy, right? That's Sumner Rothstein, who changed his name, right? You can see right here, Sumner oh, it's, Redstone. This, it's up to Rothstein. Oh, okay, hold on. There we go. All right. So uh Sumner Roth Redstone was born Sumner Murray Rothstein, all right? He is the majority owner. Here's what majority owner means. Is the state or fact of exclusive rights and control over property. Game over, all right? And chairman of the board of National Amusements, theater chain through National Amusements, Redstone and his family are the majority voting shareholders of Viacom, CBS, the parent company of CBS, MTV, TV Land, VidCon, Smithsonian, CBS Television, CBS, Uh, excuse me, Uh, Showtime, am I back in? Yep, you're good. Am I back in? You're back in, can you hear me? All right, hold on, let me back out because I had a call come in. I'm going to back out and come right back in, hold on.
0: yeah man that's some real information right there people man Viacom that's one of the biggest people that um, one of the big six companies that own all of cable television so i tell people all the time man you gotta look at television you gotta i call it tell lies to your vision programming that you get from channeling you gotta see the hint 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 and so when you do research when you look at information what you have to do is you gotta do learn to do your own research there's nothing wrong with looking at a television to get information but once you get that information, you gotta know how to look and check that information. then not just accept it
1: Right. so so real quick when we talk about the media's owned and the interests are controlled by right We have this is the face of the man who controls the narrative, his family, their values of what they think black is of what they think American age of what do you think the majority shareholder doesn't have a control over the views that are allowed on these networks and the type of programming that's allowed on these networks CBS MTV TV Land Vidcon Smithsonian CBS CBS production Showtime Nickelodeon Paramount Network Big Ticket Viacom CBS the media uh Viacom CBS domestic media CBS Network International, Comedy Central, Paramount, Miramax, wow. all right? Dude, when we when we say the media is owned by, like, seven or eight groups, this is not a conspiracy theory. This is not us making up some false claim. This is who allowed certain content to be played na- nationally. That dude, dude looks evil, man. He has to say. He has to say. How do we know that? Because he is the majority. And this is up until now. He's not dead. All right. He has the majority shareholder and chairman of the board. Right. Of national Amusements. He and his family are the majority voting shareholders. So what what interest. Where does his interest lie? Does his interest. Do you think his interest lie in. Uh, uh, getting to the facts, or does it lie in creating intellectual properties to keep his his family to cured for if if not the next hundred years, that's hundreds of years, right? What what, what you think? Uh, I'll
0: what you think, think I will think the latter. You know, I say it all the time. You gotta look at it. It's they they look to enslave now, but not in a physical form as much anymore, but more of a mental. So you know, in television, like I was just mentioning, when for that moment you stepped away. It's tell lies to your vision programming, And it's there, if you stay at it long enough, you will become it in a way. You know, I, I, when I talk to black people all the time, man, and we debate politics or I talk to them about history, it, it just amazes me how much that the TV dictates of how they think. And so, I, that's not how I work, man. I learned at a very young age, when it comes to what's on television, you know, it's okay to watch it, be entertained by it. It's safe to be entertained.
1: But now, let me show y'all, I'm going to show y'all this one more thing because I, I don't want to make any claims, right? Or sound like I'm being anti-Semitic, which is not even a real thing. You, like <laughs> people are so miseducated. You can't be anti-Semitic. There are no Semitic people. Like that is just retarded. It's just very lazy thinking. So so you guys with the Mr. The, the, the Latinos with the Lopezs and the and the, the Sanchezs and all these other Ez's, y'all don't realize you have Jewish names. Okay, you gotta realize that these are Jewish names. His first name is Aaron. You can't get more Judeo than that. Wow, wow, right? Aaron Lopez, 1731 through 1782, was born. Duarte Lopez was an Anglo Portuguese Jewish merchant slave trader, wow, and philanthropist. Through his varied commercial ventures, he became the wealthiest portion in where. Newport Rhode Island in British America in 1772 uh, two, he unsuccessfully sued the colony of Rhode Island for citizenship all right so there, there was some question about his citizenship um he became uh uh to become a naturalized citizen under British uh Britain's naturalization Act of 1740 uh any foreign Protestant who had resided in the American colonies for seven years could become a British uh so there was some some laws against religion. While Catholics were excluded by law, special provisions were allowed for religious scruples of both Quakers and Jews, all right? Also, he met conditions set by law, Lopez's request denied. Another qualified Jew, Isaac Elysio, was also denied citizenship. He appealed to Rhode Island General Assembly, the lower house approved their request and required that the men return to the superior court, take the oath of allegiance, but they had limited citizenship. So that's neither here nor there, but the fact that the matter remains that Newport, Rhode Island, the north not the south right this is where the oldest synagogue in america is is in newport rhode island it is also the oldest slave trading colony all right he was the wealthiest person there and we're talking about somebody whose name doesn't come up you don't hear about this guy so Mm. so to my conservative friends who want to who want to who want to talk about this country and say we're here to preserve Judeo Christian values. No, 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 no. You've been lied to. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to, we're here because in the 18 that the late 1700s, you have a group of people who were trying to protect slavery, the institution, people like this guy,
0: Hey, and, and and to this um, to this topic that you're saying, I had to post this uh, comment from Chaz Tullen. He Let's says, "In my opinion, as a Jew and a dual U.S. Israeli citizen, there are fake Jews that Raheem is discussing, since none of them actually follow Judaism, and most are openly atheists, like George Soros. You'll be hard pressed to find a Jew in Israel that likes Soros. Additionally, it is BS. They didn't say BS, but I'm keeping it PG." Uh, B.S. that people think I have some sort of advantage by being a dual citizen. I guess I have the advantage of paying two income taxes. These Gino Gino's are prevalent and something needs to be done about them. So account. Uh, hold on. Oh, OK, that's it. That was more. Clear. All right.
1: So let me. Can I can, No. Could you put that back up there? Because I want to deal with the first part of his statement. Right. So, so okay. Chaz, I agree with you. In my opinion, as a Jew, and, and Chad Tulin, the you way. Sorry, Chad Tulin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you caught what I said, but for me to be a good Christian, I have to be a well studied and well, a very well oiled Jew. This is my opinion. This is the progression of the Abrahamic schools of thought, starting with Judaism being the entry level, Christianity being level two, and ultimately Islam being the third school of thought. There are no such thing as Jews. There are only people who practice the Hebrew faith. There are no such things as Jews. The word Jew is a new word. It is a new word on the planet. And here's how we can prove that. Let me show you in real time. So you go here to the etymology dictionary and etymology is the study of the origin of words and the way in which their meanings have changed throughout history okay so we don't need a dictionary we need an etymology. We need the etymon or the egg, the origin of the word. So now we're going to go to the online etymology dictionary, right? Which I know it kind of sounds weird, but here's <laughs> what we're going to do. We're going to type in the word Jew and we're going to look at the origin of this word. You don't have the word Jew on the planet till the late 12th century, which is the 1300s. So the, wow. there's no such wow, thing Christ. as a Jew. And now look, the word "you" now when you're reading etymology, ladies and gentlemen, it starts with the latest meaning or the latest word, and then it works its way back. So you don't look at this and then confirm your preconceived notion. All right. So now you know how to read an etymon. It gives you the, the, the part of speech, which is a noun, okay, late 12th century. This is the first time this word shows up in the late 1100s. And it was as this word, Jew or G-E-W, a Jew, ancient or modern, one of the Jewish race or religion from Anglo-French, you, Old French, right, from the Latin, Judeus, from the Greek, from the Aramaic, see the word in parentheses, Semitic, because Semitic is a language, not a person. You can't be Uh anti-Semitic. Uh, Aramaic is the parent. This is the child system. Aramaic was the what's called the lingua franca at the at this point in history. So Aramaic, Yudi, Yudi, a Jew from Yehuda, Judah, literally meaning celebrated. Name of Jacob's fourth son, and the tribe descended from him comes from uh, spelling with the J predominated from the 16th century. So you didn't even have the word with a J until the 1500s. So the word Jew doesn't show up on the planet until the 1100s. Nobody that we call Jews would have recognized themselves as such, which is the point that I'm getting at. So colloquially, we can say the word Jew, but when we're being learned and studied and we're teaching what what astonished how Jesus astonished the elders when he was 13. This is what he was talking. He walked in there and said, why y'all calling yourselves this? Y'all are not that because Jesus knew language. Jesus understood etymology and the original meanings of things. So when you understand that this, we could say, oh, they're Jews. No, they they practice the Hebrew faith. That's different. Mm -hmm. There's no human race called Jews. You have Eastern Europeans. You have Western Europeans. Ashkenazis, right, and Sephardics. You don't, the, the, now the problem is, is that the, the Eastern European sects of the Hebrew faith practicers have laid claim to the Jewish religion, which there's a wonderful debate by Dr. Ben Yekinin and Arthur Seltzer, Rabbi Arthur Seltzer, where Arthur Seltzer uh, gets melted from the ADA, the Anti-Defamation League, the ADL. Dr. Ben Yekinen, a black, half-Puerto Rican, Ethiopian Jew roast them.
0: Roast them. Like,
1: yo, why, why do you European Jews think you own Judaism? Why do y'all, like, if y'all don't say it's this, it ain't this? Nah, y'all don't own this. He's like, he's like, he let him have it. But, so I agree, if you could put the brother's comment back up, I agree with him that the people that we're talking about are not practicing Judaism. Those are fake Jews. They're not practicing the Hebrew faith. How do we know that? Because the things they're involved with and they are openly atheists, right? So that is just oxymoronical that you can make a claim to be a Jew and then follow that statement. Like you got these uh, uh, entitled, young, Eastern European, Germanic, little white girls running around talking about, yeah, I'm Jewish. (laughs) I'm Jewish. Yeah, my family's Jewish. So I'm an atheist.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I'm like totally Jewish. (laughs)
1: Okay, I'm an atheist. <laughs> like George Soros, you'll be hard pressed to find a Jew in Israel that likes Soros. I agree. Additionally, it is bullshit. Well, you remember, you remember
0: speaking about George Soros. You remember the story of George Soros when he was a little boy, and they started putting Jews in a concentration camp over in Germany. They he, he was like a snitch for them. Like he was a little boy at the time, like eight or nine years old, but he bragged about snitching on where Jewish people lived so they could get sent to the concentration camps. And when he was talking about it, he was laughing while he was telling the story. So right. he, he was still getting, he got enjoyment out of it back then, obviously, and he was still getting enjoyment out of it now. So I'm like, right. if that's like somebody who's a true Jewish person that would laugh at their own community getting rounded up and killed.
1: Right, well, well, again, like I said, because the, the, I, have a, I have a very unique uh, disposition about history and how to see it that the idea is no different right they harp on slavery like they harp on the holocaust they harp on the hot they har they harp on the killing and the, the 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 murdering of native americans of which i'm in the group okay i'm in the group of native Ameri- of native americans and they don't mm-hmm. have yeah, so, so so now black includes native american <laughs> <laughs>
0: Do you know what I'm saying? It's funny that you black said that. I say the same thing, man. Like, if you see a dude, you know, who's mixed with, say, a Cuban, a black dude, and they're and, and, mixed Cuban and black, and he's dark and, he, you know, he's dressed, you know, urban, hanging out, you can be like, man, you ain't black, man. You technically did da, He's just black. You know, there's no questions about so so, to ask. So,
1: so there's a there's a couple of other concepts, right? That that you have to bring to bear when you have these conversations. And and again, I know we kind of got far away from from the initial point, but this is the can of worms that's opened up because the level of education, culturally, right? The cultural relativism, the ability to view things objectively. I have an objective view of Judaism. This is not a matter of what I feel like it should be. Or because I grew up with it and my Nana was a good Jew and practicing Jew. And that, like, I don't have that. Like, it doesn't matter how I feel about things. How I feel is totally irrelevant. What is it? It does not appear on the planet to the 12th century. There's nobody talked about being a Jew with the letter J until the 1500s. Wow. So you wow. run into this problem where you're either gonna be objective in your research and objective in your view of the world. So in, in all reality, all right, does, does it sound like from the interactions that we can see from Mr. Arbery, does it seem like he was headed in a good direction with all of that? The, the, the gun to school, the shoplifting videos, all of these different things. His disposition, does that look like somebody? Who's on their way to a productive life?
0: Very upstanding young man, if I could say so myself.
1: So, so I get it. You could take it. You, you go to prom, you put on a tuxedo, they snap the picture. Everybody looks like a nice guy in a tuxedo.
2: You. Yeah. So here's my
1: theory. You either look like a nice guy or a sociopath. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's one or the other. You look like a. You look like a doting young gentleman. <laughs> you look like a complete. See, and, that,
0: and that's why you do it, man, because anybody who's has edu- education knows when it was picture day, mom had you looking, you know, like you're ready to go, you know, become president of the United States. You know what I mean? So it's funny every time you see situations, when they pop up that high school picture, that immediately gets me gets my hair standing back of my neck. I'm like, what's going on here, man? What y'all up to, man? And with Trayvon Martin, they had his middle school picture up there.
1: I'm like, Y'all couldn't get his high school picture? I'm like, man, y'all just going right in not- middle school. Listen, I'm so I'm so on the fence with a lot of these so-called public events and these 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 you know public shootings and these these events. Right? I'm to the point where we live in, in, in and I'm not a, a conspiracy theorist per se, but I wouldn't be. It, it is totally plausible to me that some of these events, even if it's two out of ten events, are staged. I would say that's a plausible thing. I, I, I would be on the side of saying that that it's plausible because I've seen things with my own two eyes okay. that, that I'm objective enough to know and I'm not naive enough to think that this is beyond human beings' behavior. Um, what people have done historically in the name of God, for example, think about this. Like what people throughout history have done because they believe in the Bible, hmm. or the Quran, or whatever it is they believe in, you believe it that much that you have went out into the world and done some atrocious behaviors, right? So, what makes me think it's beyond modern people? <laughs> what, what what makes me think that it's beyond us? That that all right? So there may, there's a push to have pedophilia not a crime i'm not surprised mm-hmm. right. that's, they got an organization for it man blood
2: you know all right, man. So
1: anybody anybody who thinks i'm kidding right look you can pull this up for yourself right and and wikipedia ladies and gentlemen because i just showed y'all by showing you that aaron lopez's information is skewed right so i'm i don't think wikipedia is the end-all be-all right however it's a good starting point to get a basic or general overview of the subject matter that you're looking at. So so don't just stop and believe Wikipedia. Don't stop yes. there. That yes. is a that, good That's the key, that's the key right? word. That's
0: the key statement right there. Don't stop there. That is the key right. statement.
1: I, I want you guys to make sure. <laughs> yo, hold on. Listen, this is this is an actual thing in America, right? And and uh hold on, I'm not even gonna tell y'all what I'm pulling up. All right, here we go. So check this out. This blew my mind, All right. And I, 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 have to be totally honest with you guys. I, I have was having a doing a show with somebody, and uh, and it came up, right? This this subject matter came up. So first things first, right? We got to take a look at this. Now this is this is what I'm I'm talking about because there's some justifications being made here. All right, so cousin marriage laws in the United States. (laughs) This is a thing here. The red states, okay, the dark, deep red states where it's a criminal offense. So, for example, in Texas, it is a criminal offense to have sex with your first cousin. We will bring you to jail. We all know that Texas is what? How Republican is Texas?
0: Oh, it's, it's red.
1: All right, the states that ban first cousin marriage so now we see there's a lot of states and the stripes are banned with exceptions statutes that ban. so you have some states where it's just banned or it's, a, it's banned with some exceptions like there might be some exception to the rule which i don't understand right but look at the states where nevada it's is, you can't do that prostitution is legal in nevada but you cannot marry your cousin <laughs> okay you you will go to wow. jail Advantage Priorities of the are states now, let's take a look. Notice that the blue states allow it. California is that a liberal mm-hmm. state? Wow, is is New York where I'm at, or we are a liberal state? What does wow. blue mean? What does blue mean?
0: First cousin marriage is legal. So, wow, Florida. right there, folks.
1: Wow, now, look at that. If we overlay this map with the conservative Republican states, let me do that so so we can get some context, right? Um, blue and red, hold on, red state map. So this is, this is just part of how we do some of our research because we're not trying to just m- make our point. Like, it's not about just our point. Red states and blue states right now. So now we can see this map here. Right? This is just your Republican states, right? And your in your Democrat states. Notice they're all red, right? And these are these purple. Let me, let me even go see what this is about right here. Red states and blue states. All right. States carried by each party twice in four elections. So now we have a map, right? So now we see blue carried by the Democrats in all four elections, states carried by Democrats. So this is a fair map, right, of Republican Democrat. Okay? A fair map. Now let's go here. The <laughs> map barely changed. Wow. The <laughs> map barely go. changed. Look, look, look. Ready? Y'all ready? Look. It <laughs> <They> barely changed. <laughs> so there has to be wow. something. Wow. With liberal values, right? it has to be. Wow. It's Democrat where they benefit a lack of common deeds. C&C, right? Like, like this is just this is just going back in the time. Like, black people, come on, folks, come, on, folks. y'all know. Y'all <laughs> like if you got caught, if a family got caught,
0: they be damn Hold on one, oh, one second, you're breaking now, up. Your hey, that's disgusting. That's nasty. No, nah,
1: no. That- Hold on, let me back out because it's a lot of static.
0: I'm about- nah, it's a lot, yeah. I can a little static that going on. But yeah, man, you gotta see that, man. That was some information right there. I mean, you look at the map he showed you, man. A lot of blue states a legalized first cousin marriage. Like, wow, man, that's that to me is insane. You know, and and you, you people always do the jokes like you look at Hollywood and you know how they joke around with the rednecks and stuff like that. If you you would assume that it would have been like a Southern Republican state is one of the states, there are states that are doing that by what Hollywood standards tells you. But now you see when we get to bring up the information back to the facts. it ain't like, you know, I was telling them how, you know, it's the, the, the stereotypical rednecks are, of, um, are participating in some like first cousin marriage and all that crazy stuff. But when you look at the map, man, it's the place, the Manhattans of the world and everything else. And I, and I tell people all the time, um, being a black conservative, you know, I deal with people, on blacks on the left, who are just, everything's racist, everything's everybody, white, evil white man's out to get them. I said, I called the evil white male, man, man, boogie, boogie man underneath their bed and all that stuff. And they're so paranoid. And I'm like, you want to see true racism? Just put on a make America great hat on, come up to Manhattan, walk through, you know, 34th, go to 4th, 42nd Street, just, just walk a couple blocks and tell me what you hear and what you see. And then you'll tell, see what true racism looks like, man, because it is not where you know, the Hollywood of the world wants you to make you think it is, you know? Oh, hold on, Raheem. Sound's cut off. And get your sound for you. Oh, can't hear you. It says your mic's got a slash through it. A little technical difficulties. Hmm. Well, until we... Yeah, you froze up on me, Raheem. I can't, I can't see you right now. But while we're waiting, we got Chaz Tulin. He's uh, got this comment here. My most recent show on Judaism, where he interviews an Orthodox Jew from Brooklyn is actually really good. And that guy explains things better than I ever could. It made me realize that the reason why a lot of my views are different from my friends growing up is because I think I am the only Jew that I know that had a family that fought in World War One and World War II for the US. Every other Jew I know comes from a family that emigrated here after World War II, so they don't know they don't have much of a connection to our nation. To me, very good point. Very very good point. And I worked for a Jewish company for five years, or four years. I'm sorry. And you know they were good people. I tell you that they, when it came to money, they were on point. <laughs> and I can never see I had a company so accurate when it came to that part of things. But you know they are really. You know, they're really just really to themselves. They're You know I mean? And they don't, you know, outsiders coming in, they don't let them in. And that was a big shock to me when they hired me. But, you know, I was making the money, so hey.
1: y'all I, I was sorry about that. I had a little technical difficulty, right? Um I, What's going on in the comment section, though? Because I've seen it with some comments, right? And I'm real curious as to what's taking place in the chat. Oh, God. yeah I,
0: I was looking at well, I was good I was looking back at James Lynn I want not to touch bases with him again if he's still in here I don't know if he's here and I he probably rolled out on this but it said you were just disproved in Minnesota we demand justice
1: what was just disproved
0: and that's my that's my question it's like I because I, I never said you know yay or nay when it came to the George Lloyd situation uh I personally me I, I you know I thought it, it could have been handled better um uh from the pictures I seen like I'm not you know, I'm a person that if it's if, if somebody's trying to play victim, I'm not, I'm not going to roll with it. I'm not going to be a part of it. But I'm I'm a realist as well. I, I mean, I saw the video footage. Uh, the cop had his knee on the gentleman's back of his neck. Uh, he had his hands behind his back. He wasn't even looked like he was putting up a fight. Doesn't look like he was struggling. He could have, in my opinion, handled it better. Um,
1: yeah, I need to see the five minutes before that. Though. And
0: that's where I was about to get to. I want to see the so, entire footage. Going too fa- I want to hear the entire story. story. They go too fast,
1: Chris. They go too fast. It's like as yeah. like, soon as you see something, you forget it was 15, 20 minutes, an hour that led up to that. Now, me saying that doesn't mean that I don't think the cop was being excessive. What I'm saying is, is at the point where you have the man handcuffed and he's no longer a threat, get off of him. I said it. Now, I said that part. Yep.
0: We can create the other part.
1: I don't have an opinion yet until we get to what, why is he laying on the ground? Why is he in, why is he dealing with the police right now? Because what did he do? Oh, okay. But now does this mean that a crime means you should get killed over it? Nah, I don't, I'm not saying that, but no. I. so we all know when we get into a vehicle, Every one of us know this when we get into a vehicle, and if you don't know this, and I'm making you aware of this for the first time, hey, listen, you could die getting into your car. Is it likely on the way to your car? No, No. is it probable? Yeah, you you can probably die getting into your vehicle if you drive in Brooklyn or New York City. (laughs) You you may so. So what I'm saying is not only do you, everything you do, you, you know, that there's an implicit danger. There's an unspoken rule of everybody on the road in a car right now. We could kill each other. (laughs) Like everybody knows this You buy a pack of cigarettes and you begin to smoke them. Not only are you, do you, you know, at that moment you're killing yourself here. Right. So my, what's my point?
0: Well, you know, when you take the plastic off you see the caution. <laughs> my, my point <laughs> I mean, is, the
1: minute you engage in an illegal activity, you will then know you have to deal with people who have guns, which increases the likelihood of you having a life or death interaction with someone. you got to know this. Even when you're doing something like, all right, are we talking about... Because the, the, the situation that happened out in the Midwest with the young man with the toy gun, all right, You notice that got quiet oh, yeah. real fast. Oh Why did yeah. that get quiet so fast? It's because the disposition of the young man, the, the conflicting reports about the young man was terrorizing people with the gun. Conflicting reports coming into a high crime, low income area with police who have not good interactions with it's a high crime area. So they're coming. They're not coming there when they hear somebody with a gun. They're not coming there to figure out if it's a toy gun or not. Because a lot of people are getting shot and killed, a lot of people are getting robbed, raped. Drugs are being sold, so none of this gets accounted for in our decision-making process about Ammar Darberry or this other gentleman, Mister Flynn, who was just killed. I, I yes, he should not. He should have not died in police custody. Sure. Why was he in police custody? Why? 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 And why are we wrong for asking? No, that doesn't devalue. That he was killed by police. Am I blaming it? So you're saying that if he was a white guy on the ground, he wouldn't have did that to him? I disagree.
0: I disagree. Yeah. And see, and and it's funny that you say that because I see similar situations happen when I hear stories we hear I've seen this a few times where uh black youth will go into somebody's home, you know, rob the house, the gun, the homeowner pulls the gun out, kills the kid, then the mom's on you know, screaming on the news the next day, like, kill my baby and you know, he didn't have to do all that. He was just, you know, just trying to go in the house and take a few. And they're trying to, like, talk in a way where it's like they're trying to, like, just kind of discredit the whole situation of the guy defending, protecting his home. And it's like, what is, what, you know, what what's going on with that? Like, you know, it's like, well, you got to start. We And this is the thing, black community. We got to start, start starting with square one, step one. When a situation happens, instead of going to just who's guilty right here, right there, right there, what led to that? How did we get this situation in the first place? Right. And and you, if you look at that, a lot of times, that's when you when they start looking at that is when they start getting quiet a lot of times, I notice when it comes to the news, is they'll come out loud and oh my gosh, the evil white man's out to get you, look out. And then the information starts coming out, more information starts coming out, more video footage starts coming out, more audio starts coming out, and they just like, well, okay, I'm just going to step back
1: now. And right, exactly. Right. So I want to I want to show you guys something real quick. I want to show your audience something. And th- this is part of why I have the disposition that I have uh, as it relates to race in America. Right. So, like I said before, because this is this is all we want to blame things on racism. All right. We, we want to blame things on racism. We have to realize there's two categories of race. All right. You have race as in biology and you have race as a human categor cate- categorization right i always have problems saying category as a human categorization right so the 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 first is biology. Race, when it comes to biology, is an informal taxonomic classification within a species, generally within a subspecies. Then we have it as a human category, classifications of humans into groups based on physical traits and or social relations. So when we talk about race, I think we're talking about this one, the human cate- category. So when we click on that, right? and this is, so when we start talking about race, ladies and gentlemen, We're talking about the same thing. This is how flimsy and unreliable grouping together as a race is. It is a problem. Race is a problem. The fact that racists don't even agree on what race is, right? Nobody agrees on this. Now, check this out. A race is a grouping of humans based on shared physical or social qualities. That right there should make you have a problem. You should Social have a problem, right holidays. there. All
0: right. So, well, based well, on and, you- and you know what? Oh no, 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 man, see, look, I'm go- This is and this is so funny, man. See, this is this is why you got to do your research, people. This is this is an example right here. Uh, I, I grew up in Baltimore, like I said, and there was a guy who I knew. I worked at a like a Best Buy type of store. It's called Fye, and I worked with this young man. You know, we were about 18 at the time, 19. We were around that age, and he was a white guy, and he had like you know he just talked in heavy slang. Wore like you know baggy clothes all the time, you know, just always, you know, just just it, not, not to say, but you know, he was he was acting like a black man constantly, all the time. And when I when it first started happening, I was kind of annoyed by it a little bit. Um, I mean, not like angry, nothing like that, but it's just like you know, I, I just thought it was him just bsing, you know, just trying to just mm-hmm. trying to fit, trying to be cool and all that stuff like that. But one day he was like, Hey man, can come come over my house and just hang out? You know, just chill, you know, we play video games, whatever, hang out. And I kept blowing them off, kept blowing him off. And one day I was like, All right, man, you know, I'll, I'll stop by, hang out for a bit. So, you know, his mom came, she picked us up. We came to we went to back his house in Baltimore. And we got to his neighborhood, man, he lived in the hood. I mean, the hood. So I was just like looking around, like, man, this is where you live. And so I was walking around with him like, Man, you know, you probably the only white guy around here, like how is this even possible but when he would go to different areas we, you know black dude standing around outside on a certain store or whatever it may be he'll walk up right to everybody hey, what's up man oh what's up man, over, man. how you doing Da-da-da. and everybody knew him everybody was cool with him so it made put things in perspective about his attitude mm-hmm. how he carried himself. So when i thought mm-hmm. he was just trying to be a poser at first uh i realized when i lived where he you know went and visited him and helped him that he was just living his life he wasn't right. trying to pose for nobody and you know, so that was technically his culture, in my opinion. Right.
1: So so the reason I, I bring this up, Chris, for everybody is because I don't want you guys to think that we're drawing or creating or making up our own uh uh you know, the framework for what we're suggesting is in the actual study. So check this out. Uh, based on shared physical or social qualities into categories generally viewed as distinct by society so they're generally viewed as distinct this doesn't mean that they are the term was first used to refer to speakers of a common language hmm. and mm. then to denote national affiliations by the 17th century the term began to refer to physical or phenotypical so a phenotype right we, we start to talk about phenotypes this is why you can say black and talk about color phenotype Right here is the term used in genetics for the composite observable characteristics or traits of an organism in layman's terms. Everybody. I know a brother from Albany. When I see a brother from Albany, he has certain facial features. He talks a certain way. Certain people from certain groups have surface level traits that look the same. Those are your phenotypes. Okay. modern scholarship regards race as a social construct what is the social construct so race isn't a real thing you know it's a social constructivism is the theory of knowledge and sociology and communication theory that examines the development of jointly constructed understandings of the world that form the basis of shared assumptions about reality so a social construct is not a physical thing all right so by the 17th century, the term began to now we're dealing with the 1600s, all right and this was the development of the schools of thought of modern anthropology where they were looking at skulls and they were looking at skull size and looking at uh, the nose, breadth, and width. All right this where your jokes about black people and lip size and, and nose size and all of these things come out of the 17th century because this is what the Europeans were studying. Mm -hmm. So the modern concept of race, right, by the 17th century, which is the 1600s, modern scholarship, so now we're here today, modern scholarship regards race as a social construct and identity. What is an identity? So as we go through these things, we got to make sure we're defining the term so we don't forget what we're talking about. Identity is the qualities, beliefs, personality, looks, and or expressions that make a person or group. One can regard the categorizing of identity as a positive or a destructive. So it can be either. Identity can be a positive or it can be a destructive, which is assigned based on rules made by society. Wait, wait, wait. Modern scholarship regards race as a social construct and identity, which is assigned based on rules made by society. So this isn't even based on science race isn't even based on science it's based on modernly on rules by society we determine what black is so there's no criteria really because you could take you could say i'm part native american but i'm black which doesn't make any sense right doesn't technically make sense while partially based on physical so now here we go with the part while partially based on physical similarities within a group, race does not have an inherent physical or biological meaning. Game over. Mm. It's over. <laughs> so I don't want to be a black conservative. It doesn't make any sense. You don't have to be a black American. You don't, There's no meaning to it. There's no inherent physical or biological meaning to the word race. Other than to attack you emotionally, social conceptions of groupings of race vary over time involving what's called folk taxonomies. It is a vernacular naming system, all right? Typically making generous use of form taxa like shrubs, bugs, ducks, fish, all right? You look at a bird, you're not going to say, well, no, that's not a duck. That is an Eastern uh, philicity, you know, you say it's a duck. You say it's a shrub. You know what I'm saying? That's a Russian hedge bush. Said it's a shrub. You, you see what I'm saying? Oh, he's just black. You see what I'm saying? He's just black. Oh, he 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 this or that. So these this is what that is referring to. So I wanted to share this, and then I wanted to share this last little piece. So when we look at the word race in etymology, we see the act of running. Race noun one. So a minute um, initially it meant the act of running, right? And this is important because it, it, when you use it in relation to people, you notice that we always talking about advantages. We talking about who's at an advantage and who's at a disadvantage because this is an illusionary race to the end of something. It's a race to equality. It's a race to the so the word race, while you attribute it to physiological and social constructs, they're actually meaning the idea of trying to compete because you can't have a race with one person. Unless wow. you're competing against. Now, trans- now, now,
0: think about the statement they make when you hear about, you know, uh you know, a black person committing a crime against a white person. They said, oh, blacks can't be racist. Right.
1: So now okay. we got race as the second noun, meaning people of a common descent is a word from the 16th century, which is what I just told you guys. The word only appeared when they started measuring skulls. So the wow. word of people of common descent, a word from the 16th century, Middle French, race, earlier Raza. That's going to sound familiar to my Mexicans, right? Race, meaning race, meaning race, breed, lineage, or family. Possibly from the Italian Raza of unknown origin. cognate with the Spanish and Portuguese, Raza. And, and and when you say Raza in Mexican or in Latin, you're talking about your neighborhood. Your tribe, your raza. Remember, Mellow Man Ace came out with a song. This is for la raza. This is yeah, raza. I, yeah, 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 yeah. How's that
0: songs in my head.
1: Right. So etymologists say no connection with the Latin radix root, although they admit this might have influenced tribe or national sense of the word. All right. The original senses in English included race meant wines with characteristic flavors in 1520. It meant a group of people with a common occupation in the 1500s and a generation in the 1540s, meaning tribe, nation, or people regarded as common stock is by the 1560s, all right? So the modern meaning, one of the great divisions of mankind based on physical peculiarities, is from 1774. Though as the Old English Dictionary points out, even among anthropologists, there have never been an accepted classification of these word race, uh, so in the mid-20th century, U.S. music categories Negro. Klein suggest these derive from the Arabic Ra, meaning head, beginning, origin, and the Eo, meaning both race, folk, nation, and language as a verb, mean to unite or to join, right? So then you have noun as a verb, to rush. You have race three, strong current of water. So this is what we're talking about, and the, the idea, it should be your breed, your lineage, or family. So there are no two families of the same race. There are no two two people don't have the same genetic makeup. It's just it. It's, so what? so the criteria that we're we're using essentially not to turn this into like a a, a lesson, but what I'm suggesting is that when we become objective thinking, we go, okay, well, what happened 20 minutes before that? Why? Because that's important to see how the story ends. Don't just tell me the end of the story. Don't just tell me he got killed by the police, but why was he dealing with the police? Why you want to ask about that? Because I don't just jump to outrage. Now, okay. had 10 minutes before he had kidnapped a young woman that had held her, I don't feel bad for him. Had that been the circumstances. Had he been on the run for rape or molestation or some type of act of uh, violence or and he got killed, so what? So what?
0: And, and see, they, they always want to leave that part out because if you leave that part out, then you can play your victim. Okay, that's what it's all about in the, the day. It's all these lot of people. They put these fights and get all angry and are out here of justice for so and so. They just want to play victim. They want they want yeah, attention. Because, to let me ask you. Now. Do you
1: know what happens in a lot of Islamic countries? And now I wanna, I'm going to preface this by saying I'm not talking about bringing Sharia law here or not. I'm not a proponent of that. But do you know what happens when you steal in a lot of Muslim countries? Oh, yeah, do you know what happens when you steal. no, they'll do that. All, hand. For the, all for that hand
0: you stole from. We'll
1: take that hand. I, I, I think that's a, a awesome deterrent, if you ask me. <laughs> like, if
0: no, you no, ask I me, mean, me let me tell you something. My uh, the only time I stole anything in my entire life, Mrs. I'm honest, you know, I swear to God, on this one, man, is I stole a handful of walnuts from a grocery store when I was seven, eight years old. And when my dad saw I had those walnuts in my hand later on in the day and we were at the house and he asked me where I got them from and he just gave me that look. He whooped my butt so bad for stealing those walnuts, man, that I haven't stolen anything since. (laughs) Like people don't understand, man, that uh, that that real, you know, you know, upside the head sometimes is what you need to get you get get in check. So I I, I see other countries when they got the old fashioned way of doing things. It's just we just take your whole hand. I'm like, hey. That's one way you can do it.
1: <laughs> right. No, that makes absolute sense. So, so again, I'm not advocating for Sharia law or saying to do that. I'm saying, no, it, there should be penalties. Every religious book, every one of them have penalties for theft. Okay. Every one of them has a prescription of law for theft. And I'm saying if you, if you don't, if you have a problem with the ending penalty or you have a, a problem with the ending, but you're not willing to look at how a person got there... I, I tend to not even want to get into a conversation. Once you cancel out, okay, but what he did he do? I understand he got killed by the police because the guy was being excessive. I got that part. But what did he do? Yep. We have to say, how did he end up down there? That doesn't matter. He killed because he was black. So how, are you, how do you substantiate the claim that he was killed because he was black? How do you substantiate that? How come it's not he was a black guy who happened to get killed because And and that's my thing. And that's the same with
0: with Ahmed Aubrey. It's like I don't have a problem with the news reporting on it, but report jogger gets shot by two, you know, uh, assailants. Leave it at that, and that that's a story. And then I'll do the research from there. I could find out what skin color they are, whatever. I want to look that into it, but just just tell the story. But when you headline it, black boy murdered by two white men in Georgia on the back of a truck, one had a shot. They know what they're doing when they word it that way. That's gonna get people just reading that headline alone. We'll get you ready to go out and do Mississippi burning part two. You yeah,
1: know, yeah. I'll, make a, I'll make a suggestion to everybody that if you do just the, the slightest bit of your own research into some of these concepts that we're holding to be true, like racism and, and these other concepts like race and and even some of our religious beliefs at this point, we uh, we gotta I had a call come in. Sorry about that. I had a call I had a call come in. So of these things that we hold to be true, right, without little to no investigation, I think that is a disservice to us as human as hu, as humans. I think that God intended for us. Right. For those who believe in God and, and subscribe to the idea of God, I don't think it was God's intention for us to be ignorant, blind fools. I don't subscribe to the idea that the highest int- of intelligences would, would give us this unique gift of life, this unique gift of, 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 a, of a mentality, of the ability to to affect the planet and each other in a manner that can be cataclysmic or can be enlightening. No other creatures have this ability. We can't like we could try to compare ourselves to ants if we want, and we have a lot of similar, uh, similarities with our, our behaviors and ant behaviors. But we're unique. There's no ant sculptures.
0: And see, and that, and see, and that's the beauty of God's his mind, and that's why I say that's why when people who claim to be atheists, I he's uh, gonna be right back, guys. Sorry about that. But when people claim that they're atheists and oh, you know, there's no God, and there's, you know, oh, you know, it's impossible i tell people look at the beauty of life, look at the beauty of the world. Like, like this is a perfect example when, like you said, we're much more intelligent than ants. We obviously know that, we can tell that. But when you look at human beings, especially here in Manhattan, New York City, and you look at it from a distance, looking down on a busy work day when it's not, you know, quarantine situation, we look like ants, just going about the day. And so you see, there's a designer who designed it. If you look at the ocean water and you see a wave clash with another wave, Guess what that looks like? It looks like two clouds when in the, in the sky that hit each other. You see the same type of formations. So it's you've got to look deeper when it comes to these situations, man. And right, I, I,
1: I'm a. i am I will tell you right now as a, as all three of the above, right? And uh, I, the reason I subscribe to being all three a Christian, a Muslim, and a Jew, but primarily to me, Islam, peace, is the highest of graduating a uh, uh, school of thought for me right so mm. the reason i say that is because and i'm not talking about qurans i'm not talking about bibles here we're not talking about talk about archetypal principles one of the one of the terms we come up with and what we find in in all the literature is that in the beginning was the word right in the beginning was the word and the first thing in the word was god all right and that's misinterpreted a lot That's misinterpreted a lot. The word was God. What does that mean? What what is the implication that the word is God, right? So there's a couple of different things we can extract from that, right? But we have to be careful with this following term. It's called anthropomorphizing, all right? This is something that human beings do. We We give human characteristics to, for example, celestial beings, celestial bodies. So you have... A, a, a bear in the sky now. You have a mm-hmm. bear in the sky. There's a bear. People go outside and look up and say, You see the bear? You see the guy with the sword? That's called anthropomorphizing. That is giving human characteristics or animal characteristics to arbitrary items, right? So, they can get so dangerous. Saying, yeah, so, so, I say we have to be careful. With the language that we're using, we have to be careful with what we pay attention to. Because if you're paying attention to the mainstream media, you're going to be in a sense of panic. You're either going to be angry all the time. You're going to be you're going to think the world is based on racism and hatred. And- oh, I can I
0: can I can I can spot somebody listen to watch they listen to mainstream media every day from a mile away, man. As soon as they start talking the way they're acting, their body language, everything about them, I'm like, man, you turn the CNN off, bro.
1: <laughs> right, right, right. Yo, instantly... I and they go, oh, are you who watch Fox? Are You watch in? Fox.
0: I'm like, I don't watch cable. I don't watch any cable.
1: Nah, yo, you can tell instantly who watches, what news network by their opinion. Yo, I, I can Good. tell you, you got your opinion, so this is what I, tell you. I, 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 get, I get a lot of flack. Uh, when I'm having a discussion with somebody, let's say, a black dude, right? I'm having this discussion. You know when they start giving me the, the cookie cutters, CNN Don Lemon points. I go, yo, you sound like a gay black dude right now. They get mad. I'm like, no, you sound like Don Lemon right now. And then I whip my phone out because I'm I'm good at showing you what I'm talking about. I don't offer opinions. You see, I'm very You've done opinion. your research. Like, I, Until you done I, your research, no, no opinion necessary. <laughs> so opinions oh. <laughs> are so subjective. <laughs> you know, no, get
0: that subjective.
1: <laughs> no, my opinion is is private, usually, right? You say, Well, what do you think of this food? That's an opinion I'll offer because I'm qualified if I've had the food. But if I've never mm-hmm. had the food, my opinion is disqualified. I don't get like what I think of the restaurants are relevant if I've never had the food. Right. So right. I don't usually like to offer an opinion because the opinions are subjective, they're subject to your to how you feel. So I'd rather offer you a fact and then you can tell me what you think of the fact and we can exchange facts, but I don't care what you think about the fact. The fact of the matter is you can't be a Jew. You just can't be one. I understand what everybody thinks. I get it. But, but you're telling that millions of people, they're not Jews. No, no, no. They think they're Jews. If you do a little bit of research, you'll come to find out, well, yeah, you really can't be a Jew, but you can be somebody who calls themselves and identifies as this thing, which is different than they're actually being a thing. Like we have to be able to do this mental critical thinking. It's critical thinking. And then saying, okay, I accept that millions of people subscribe to the idea that Jews, that's fine. That's millions of people subscribe to the idea that they're bronies, like my little ponies. There's millions of people subscribe to different yeah. wild things. Like, yeah,
0: no, it, 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 it's it's very true. And like, that's why when I talk to people and I, you know, I'm always open for debate and conversation, but when it comes to giving my opinion, when people want my opinion, I usually just don't give it to them. They say, oh, no, I give my opinion with this. Da, da. But the, the first problem. thing I say to them when they say when they want my opinion is, do you want me to be honest? That's the first thing yeah, I say I to have them. And when you I don't, say that to them, if they, if they weren't ready for the answer, they usually go, well, uh, well, nah, you, well, you, you know, I, don't, I don't need all that. But if, they're, if they really want the truth, they go, yeah, yeah, be honest with me. And I'm like, all right, well, lose
1: another 80 pounds. Here's the issue. You can't complain and complain and complain and complain and complain and complain, complain, but you're never at a city council meeting. You can't complain, 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 and you never never go do a police ride along with your police department to see what they go through every day. You can't complain, 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 and then don't vote for your school board. You can't complain, complain, complain. You don't show up when it's municipal elections. Complain, complain, complain. You show up for the prime, you show up for the presidential popular vote, but you didn't show up at the other uh, other elections that were necessary to facilitate the power you're looking for, the response you're looking for. You didn't get involved with that part, but you got on Facebook, you made a Lamar Arbery mixtape, dog. You got that, of course, you got that. Of you course. You got the Justice for Flynn mixtape popping. You got that, right? Team there. victim, the team victim. You get the RBG yep. on You got your RGB yep. on But you you're definitely not at city council You definitely not supporting the candidates That have the same values as you But you actually are You actually are Because the, the conditions of the community Could be based on those in charge of the community So if mm-hmm. you're electing officials And your community suck You got what you voted for That's who you wanted That's what you, you asked, asked for what? You asked for a crappy community If you don't want a crappy community, don't vote for people who only just, like, yo. I so elected officials, right, it's the thing I noticed, elected people who are in politics have a passion for it, right, or they have very large, what we talked about earlier, which is a very large ego problem, they have a set of psychological issues. Issues from narcissism to socio sociopathic tendencies there's a bunch of different psychological and you can get what's called the DSM right the diagnostic statistic manual which lists all of the uh, mental and psychological disorders right when you go through the DSM like I've gone through the DSM you can recognize that people are suffering from mental issues it takes a a certain type of person to want to be in charge of everybody (laughs) <laughs> Think about facts, it. Facts. I want to be in charge of everyone now. Like, everyone. oh man, and, and man, there's, there's people out there like that
0: too, man. And those the time I spot away, mile away, people are like that, man. Because that's my because I'm a person. My biggest trait is I don't like to be controlled. So when I meet people who have got the controlling personality and they got to be in control, they got to make the decisions, they got to be the one, they got to be in the front of the line, they got to be the first to do that. I, I can't be around people like that, man, because they compete over everything to compete over who he can grab, grab the butter from the table first, you know, like,
1: yeah, you know what, you know, what kills me is that black people act like, like they don't cringe around other black people. So it's like, like, you know, uh, we, we in a room and it's like, you know, you know, this walks in. Oh yeah. We about to get I, We all like, Oh, not her. Please not. No, not her. <laughs> Everybody's collectively like no, not this girl. No, not her. Not not him. So, but it's wrong for white people to do it.
0: Mm. That's wrong mm. for white
1: people to be like, mm. God, Ty, Kwan. Mm.
0: <laughs> Think about that. Think about that.
1: We like that. We, we had a, but we had you having a good time. Ah, oh, nah. Yo, eat. I right, so you know what you can see this in the black community? You can see it in the movie Friday. Debo. Yep. Everybody had a problem with Debo. Yep. Nobody said nothing, though. And, and
0: that's how it be, man. That's, that's exactly how it is, man. And and see, when I got to the point in life where I got to the enough freedom just to say how I feel about situations like that is when I felt totally free. You know what I mean? When I was doing the whole, okay, let me just be part of the team. Let me not, you know, try to mess the flow up and everything like that. You know, I was just uptight all the time when it came to my own community, man. But once I got to the point where I was like black conservative, this is who I am, proud of it, like it or take it or, or don't. I don't care. When I got like that kind of mode, that's yeah, when so I no, became.
1: No, oh, sorry. Nah, that's what I said. That's why I said
0: it became truly free. Uh, There's a, pu- a true independent minded individual and people and it rubs off. People see that in me and they're like and it, it. I see it rub off on them as well. So something that we definitely need to be teaching more in the community.
1: No, I I totally agree. And look, look, before I go, I, I I really just implore people to do more studying. Like be less entertained, right? And and do more studying. And I I, I usually try to share this with, with with as many people as I can, right? And I'll do it with you in real time. Like so your viewers can watch this happen in real time, right? So check this out. When they said the word was God and the the, the word is so important, right? Can you have a thought without a word?
0: Wow! No, you can't try
1: it. Just, I'll wait for you.
0: you <laughs> that, that's exactly right when you said that. I was like, you can't, you can't do it, have man. A
1: thought without a word, and then wow. tell you, what you thought about the
0: right? word became flesh. Wow! So
1: now what happens is right. You can't think without a word, so your language is more important than what you think. Mm. Your language. If you have poor language skills, you can't create a reality that you need to this is the line fine line between poverty this is why we fight to get every kid literate
0: and this, and this, this is live. why i don't understand where i see little immigrants over here not learn our language it's like how do you go to another country and not learn the language that means well, you're, they, never they, have to. They, they, you you're they have to they're always
1: going to be but, at this level so so if you can't have a word without a thought right so then my next question goes okay so if you can't have a thought without a word and your words are more important than your thoughts because those are the things that are gonna shape and determine what you think. You can't only think based on what you can say. You can't have a thought about something. So, so there are positive words, there are negative words. Yeah, go ahead, start that. There are positive words, there are negative words, right? So now mm-hmm. check this out, right? If if that's the case, my next question becomes this. And, and everybody's gonna see this happen like, like in real time, right? Think about how many categories you have to separate reality into. Let's deal with one piece of reality first. Time. Right? Time. How many portions of time do we have to consciously and subconsciously be aware of as a human being? Let's figure it out. What year is it? Mm. What year is it?
0: 2020.
1: So the millennium is what? The 2000s. So we have a millennium which is a set of what? A thousand years. Mm -hmm. So now that you know the year, you're aware of the millennium. That's one measurement of time. You are consciously aware of and subconsciously, right? Then you got to go to what? The century, which is a hundred years, roughly a human lifetime. We can comprehend a a century. We can comprehend a millennium too, because we live during the millennium change, right? We, We were alive when it went from the 1900s to the, 2000, so we can somewhat comprehend the millennium. We can definitely comprehend the century, because that's 100 years. Now, that's two measurements of time we got to think about constantly, that are wearing on us. Now, what's the third? We went from a century, so now we got to bring ourselves to a decade. Right? A decade being 10 years. Now, I'm asking you a question. So, we went from a millennium, to a century, to a a decade, to a... What's the next smallest? A year. Then...
0: Then month, then weeks, then days, then hours, then and minutes, then seconds, then milliseconds. Right, that's, <laughs>
1: that's 10 measurements of time that are constantly weighing on you, right? But oh. Now, here's the magical question here's the magic question Is
0: that In coming? order
1: to have a second. And it doesn't matter if it's a millisecond, a nanosecond, a tenth of a second, a a fraction of a second, right? This is the number one trick they did with us. What do you have to have to have a second? Millisecond. Nope, because it's still a second. So now the reason that you can't answer this question and most people in the comment section, you can everyone gets it wrong. I've asked doctors, lawyers, college professors on every subject matter from physics to theoretic physics to medical doctors to to when my son was being born. I asked this of the obstetrician. I've asked everyone and every adult human being has gotten it wrong. Children get it right. There's a reason for this. It's called critical thinking. So let's ask the question again. We started at millennium. We willed it all the way down to a second. I told you, tenth of a second, nanosecond, hundredth of a second. In order for there to be a second, what do you have to have?
0: you got to have time.
1: Incorrect. <laughs> in the <laughs> comment section. Let's see if anybody in the comment section got In <laughs> the
0: comment section, anybody can... No, the answer to that in one.
1: In order for for time to exist, in order for a second to exist, what do you have to have? And the reason we have this pressure on us and we live the way we live is because of this. the The answer to this question, uh, life.
2: Ex-
1: no, absolutely not. Uh, uh, and when I answer the question, you already know the answer, which is which is why we have to practice more critical thinking, because you know the answer to the question. It's just so you. It's so simple and beautiful and elegant, but so complicated at the same time. So let me know when you're ready and I'll reveal the answer.
0: Okay, I'm ready, I'm ready, so I'm the curious. the
1: question was in order for a second to exist and we examine that us right now, me and you, to in order to know that it's the year 2020 at 1223 PM, we have to be aware of 10 fractions or 10 measurements of time. We have to keep those on our mind in order to come to the point of saying it's 1223, P.M. Eastern Standard Time, May 20, whatever it is, 2000 whatever it is.
0: A measurable event.
1: Nope. Oh. Nope.
0: That's what that's one of the, that's uh Chas Toolin just missed that one. So nope, nope, sir. And nope, guys, you, oh we just lost him. Well, he'll be back soon. I'm curious too to know that one too, man. I'm trying to think. Without a second.
1: Man. Let's see if we get the answer to that one. Okay, sorry about that. Nope, That's close. It. Good answer. Good answer. I meant to hit the chat because I wanted to see what he put. A measurable event. Absolutely. Oh, we lost.
0: Let's <laughs> begin. Oh, one second. Measurable event. So without
1: time, you can't have time without a. I keep. I keep getting kicked. I keep getting the button by mistake. So That's no, right so here's what here's what you have to have right check this out ladies and gentlemen and the reason you can't do you can't answer the question and kids get it right is because kids don't have 15 20 years of educational programming kids naturally think about what i ask and they answer the question accordingly and they also exist in the answer children exist in the answer to the question so last time really quickly the question is in order for a second to exist, in order for there to be a second, what do you have to have? How is this relevant to Ahmaud Arbery, the control, the liberal control of our minds? It starts with an initial control of what's called your cosmogony, all right? If I can control your cosmogony, hold on. hold on, no, no, I'm coming right now. Chances throughout the
0: medium in which time can move.
1: No, sir. Absolutely not. (laughs) I told you, grown-ups always get it wrong. Noah, don't answer the question because you've heard me say it. Right? So, when you control somebody's cosmogony, which is the branch of science... That deals with the origin of the universe, especially the solar system. So your your how you perceive time, how you perceive the question of what is this universe that we're in is called your cosmogony. Who gave you your cosmogony or your model concerning the origin of the uh, uh the ether or the cosmos? Who gave you your cosmogony? Right, not cosmology, cosmogony cosmogony, okay? So to answer your question, the answer to the question is quite simple, ladies and gentlemen. In order for there to be a second and you must exist here, true freedom, right? True understanding comes from existing where I'm about to t- show you. It is the first. You cannot have a second without a first. Try oh, it. Wow. So now you can't... Le- you are welcome to now because I don't have a time. Time is a concept. It's not a thing. I live in the now and now, not the second. The minute you look at the seconds, there's 60 of them there, but there are no first.
2: Mm-hmm. There are
1: no first on a the clock. There's only 60 seconds. So by controlling your cosmogony, your conceptualization of time, the time is the fluctuation of a cesium atom. No, sir. It's not. Time is a concept. Right? So, so critical thinking tells us you can't, you can take the pressure of time off of you by realizing you can just live in the first. I'd, I'd never know what time it is unless those those are coordinates for me to meet. Those are the mm-hmm. third dimension of coordinates. We talk about dimensions. You have longitude, you have latitude, you have elevation, and you have time. Those are coordination points to meet. Those are coordinates. Those are not things. Yeah, those are coordinates. Right. So I can say, me and Christopher are meeting where? What's the elevation? What floor of the building? What is the longitude and the latitude? And then what other coordinate do we need? When? Because <laughs> we can say every all of those other ones, we can say longitude, latitude, elevation, but that doesn't tell us at what point when the sun is over the sky the and we would come up with something. You said a bowl of water in this much water. I said a bowl in this much water. And when the water reaches this level, we'll meet. Those are just as good clocks as the ones with the numbers. Right.
2: right. So
1: we've agreed to some of these conceptualizations with little investigation. And we've put the pressure of being alive on ourselves. This is what they've done. They've controlled our conceptualization of time. That begins the crack in controlling the rest of your view of reality. This is not mumbo jumbo. This is not what we call uh, pseudoscience. These are provable facts. What I just said, you cannot, you do not start counting at two. No one does. Science backs me up. What is science? Science is the explanation of how nature does her business. So science isn't experiments all the time. Science isn't uh, uh, endocrinology all the time. Science is the ability to rationally explain to people the mechanisms of nature. So I invest a lot of time studying because I have a mind and I need to understand the development of it. You have a mind, you have a brain. So the brain and the mind are connected. So what you you are, what you eat. You are what you you are what you watch. You are what you surround yourself around. You are who you hang out with. You, you are what you become. You, these are all true adages, right? Yeah, so that's very uh, I, I, again, bro, I appreciate it. Cause I know Facebook got rid of, got rid of us the first time. So I appreciate you bringing me back on to have this conversation, man. Uh, no, I, I wish that's we not had problem, more time and you know, I could go in on some, some other subject matter, uh, into a really nuanced conversation about religion and some of these things and why, Uh, religion is failing us as a country. It's failing us. It's failing. If the job of religion is to bring us out of the depths of despair and we see black people are not coming out of the depths of despair and 38% of us live in poverty, right? That ain't the majority, but that's a high number. 73% of us are being born in single parent households, upwards of 70%. So how can that work if we're the most religious group of people in the country? How can that work if we got a church on every corner? Something Mm. that's going on in there isn't right. Something Mm. that the religious community is doing has pushed young people out of the doors.
0: Politics, man, politics as usual. That's what does that's push me out. I'm I'm saying it's
1: not just politics, but you can only lie to people for so long. Let me show you how this book, real quick. All right, all right, uh, mass delusions, all right. and the Madness of Crowds. This is a book that I suggest. You madness all of be. Crowds. I remember that book. Extraordinary Popular Delusions. Right, and the Madness of Crowds is the name of the book. Right, and this book details the popular delusions of the uh, the eighteen seventeen and eighteen hundreds, whereby large groups. and When we say large groups, we're talking about people in the hundreds of thousands and upwards, millions of people fell for popular mass delusions there are such things humans fall for popular mass delusions all right so I, I really want y'all to look at that book because what i'm suggesting is that the the uh religious theocracy the people that have been tasked with controlling the the uh dissemination of religious information those people realize this a money maker and they've proceeded to take advantage of having first and primary access to that information meaning the elders the the older generation who know right some of them and most of them benefited from it in the ways that the communities where a lot of these churches are don't benefit and it should be the other way around the church should be the shabby looking building not the community around the church Mm -mm. that's backwards that doesn't make sense
0: Look at Christ. I mean, he, Christ was the King of Kings when it comes to the Jews, and he was born in a manger. You know, no, I mean,
1: all, all of these, all of these things are up for for conversation. You know what I mean? Uh, and this is what I think. I, like, like this is just my my personal opinion, bro. Like, I, I really think we have a lot of studying to do. I, I want to re re breathe life into, and f, you know, for those that's watching, that's interested, we do a religious study group. I, I think these things are imperative to to get out there because there's so many misinterpretations and misuse of our ancestors information. And we're not seeing what the books, what, what the book's intentions are. We're not seeing that come through. You're wrong. You
0: guys are old. We're we're new school. We know what's new. You guys don't know any better. This is the new way we're going to do it.
1: No. Nah, and, and this was you never look at, Instead of looking at in the, the history
0: and saying, what were they trying to tell us?
1: Right. And, and I think, those two things are different, uh, different uh, uh, behaviors. You know what I'm saying? They're different in uh, end, end games, if you will. So, yeah, bro. I, I listen. I appreciate you having me on, bro. Like I said, and and I'm willing to come on anytime you want to have a conversation. And shout out to everybody that uh, that checks out your platform. Uh, make sure to check us out, the Urban Conservative, on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, shout out to my twin brother, Dula Um And just you know, just mess with us, man. Add us on Facebook. Uh, and, and Instagram and all that good stuff and make sure to keep supporting the brother Chris um and what yeah. he's got going on. Share those videos, you know, tag some friends in these videos that he's doing and uh support the brother Christopher man. I appreciate you bringing me on. Yeah
0: no, anytime, brother man, I appreciate you taking the time of your day to come on.
1: All right. Absolutely. Yeah. So um because I'm at one percent. I don't want it to bang out on you. <laughs> Yo, peace I hate love, you brother. Family. Appreciate y'all. Uh much love, bro. I'll talk to you soon and hit me off air man. Let's let's try to do this again, man. I want to I want to keep doing
0: Oh, yeah, Dad, man. We got something good going on here, man. So get your brother on next time, too, man, so we can do some real work.
1: Absolutely. All right, brother Chris. Have a good day. Peace and love, you guys.
0: All right, Raheem. Take it easy, brother. Well, there you guys have it. And, you know, so, you know, what you see, guys see what I'm trying to do, I'm trying to reach out to different conservatives in New York areas. A lot of us out here holding it down, a lot of real patriots. So now I got a platform where I can, you know, get them on and do interviews on Zoom or, you know, or, or not Zoom, but this is uh a stream yard but either way I can do it here or I can just go and do walk talks with them there's just different formats different formulas but the key the goal is to add the group The CRA you guys don't know what that is that's a conservative Republican Alliance it's a, it's a group here a conservative group here in New York and it's growing and it's growing very fast and a lot of people have meeting fellow conservatives because of the group and that is alone enough for me to feel happy about creating a group uh, in that kind of format because it helped out so many people who benefiting benefited in them in that way. But I just always let people know about it because if you're in an area and you're looking for that conservative movement, come out at us. But thank you for tuning in. Uh, thank you for taking time out for this podcast. I appreciate it. And God bless everybody out there listening, and God bless the United States of America. Peace out.